Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. Today, we continue the same startling discourse that Jesus began last week in the Gospel. Right now, Jesus has gathered his apostles around him, and he's teaching them essentially the demands of discipleship before he sends them out on mission for evangelization. So Jesus puts forth these demands on what we need to do in order to be authentic and genuine followers of him. Now, when you stop and listen to these demands, Jesus places on us, it appears that they are very intense, almost unrelenting, of what Jesus demands of us, since we are all followers of Christ. Remember last week's gospel? Jesus said, fear no one, anyone that can just kill the body and do nothing else. Well, when you stop and think about that, that's one of our greatest fears right now especially as we're living in this pandemic. We all fear the virus. We fear anyone or anything that can harm our bodies. And yet Jesus says, don't fear that. Instead, he says, fear only God, who can kill both body and soul. Now, this calls for a radical reorientation of our lives. That same message now continues this weekend. Just when we thought that Jesus would maybe slightly moderate his tone, maybe there would be a cooling off. Instead, Jesus, he turns it up a notch. Notice what he says here. Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me, they're not worthy of me. Now, when you first hear this, you're tempted to say, uh, come again. Pardon me, I didn't get that. Is there anything more demanding or more uncompromising than this? It begs the question, then who can be a follower of Jesus Christ? When we think of the love that a child has for their parents and vice versa, the love that parents have for the children, is there any more love that is more intense, more absolute, and more demanding than that love? Now, Think of that love, first and foremost, in terms of interiority, of feeling. Is there a feeling more intense than a child for their parents, especially when we're very young? Maybe when we were young, we were separated or were lost from our parent in a shopping store or in a mall. Suddenly we turn around and mom and dad is not there. And all of a sudden, immediately, we're overcome with fear and anxiety. Or just the opposite. As children, we fear that our parents may unexpectedly or prematurely die or may come down with a debilitating disease. Now, the intensity of that relationship continues throughout our life, well into our adulthood. See, there is that passionate connection between child and parent. 
Now flip it around. There's an intense feeling that parents have for their children. When I was working in the corporate world, I had a co-worker and a friend who was single. He lived a carefree life, no worries whatsoever. He then got married, and then he had a child, a little girl. And after he had his daughter, he once said to me, he said, my whole life now is different because I realize I would willingly die to protect my daughter. Now, when I heard that, I really was astounded by that. But nonetheless, it speaks volumes of the truth. I think many, many, many parents can lay claim to that same witness. Parents realize that when children come, their life is not about them individually. It's about them in relationship to their children. A parent gets connected to their child in a very passionate way, to the extent that a parent willingly will give their life away to protect their child without any hesitation whatsoever. Now, with that in mind, what does Jesus say here? Unless you love me more intensely than you love your parents, or more intensely than you love your child, you're not worthy of me. In fact, you're not worthy to follow me or be my disciple. Now, this is a hard saying, and this is difficult for us to understand. Well, I think what Jesus is trying to say is that, first and foremost, God is God. God is good in of itself. God is truth in of itself. God is justice in of itself. And that is the heart of the message. The one thing God cannot be is on the peripheral in our lives. The one thing God cannot be is secondary to the things that we have in our life. The minute a person says, yeah, sure, I believe in God, but I don't have time to go to Mass, God is secondary to them. The minute a person says, sure, I believe in God and God is important in my life, but I don't have time to practice my faith, God is secondary to them. There's something primary in their life. We have to realize God cannot be set aside. God cannot compete with a wide variety of priorities or activities that we have in our life. God is above all those things. So now it raises the question, and you say to yourself, well, how do I do that, short of becoming a Trappist monk and leaving everything behind? Well, first of all, take a calm, deep breath. I don't think God is asking that of us. What I would do is turn to St. Augustine. He gives a great insight to this gospel passage and understanding it. Augustine says, I love other people and other things in this world more truly when I love them for the sake of God. I'll say that again. I love other people and other things in this world more truly when I love them for the sake of God. And see, I think this is what Jesus is getting at. Is Jesus asking us to abandon our love for our parents and our children? Absolutely not. Jesus himself, he loved his parents. He loved Mary, his mother, and Joseph, his stepfather. But we must situate those loves, the love of parent and child, in the context of the highest love, which is that love for God. See, when we don't do that, our love 
even our love for our parents and our children could become skewed and not genuine. But when we love them, our parents and our children, with all of our intensity for the sake of God, now we know we love them enough to free them, to free them so that they now are free to love and enter into a relationship with God themselves. I'll give you another great example. You say to yourself, I love my job. I love my work. Good. Very good. But when you love your work to the extent that you love it for its own sake, what happens? It tends to become self-absorbed. Your work or your job becomes the sole focus of your life. But when you can say, I love my job for God's sake, now you see it as part of your mission from God. You see your work and your job as part of God's will for you. And so you can do it. See, that's why a disciple, that's why we, since we are disciples, have to recognize that our one love, first and foremost, is for God, above all things. If it isn't, then we, as followers of Jesus Christ, his disciples, our following won't be genuine. It won't be sincere. I'll give you another analogy to help you understand this. We all heard the same. A house is as strong as its foundation. Well, in order for a house to be strong, it has to first have a strong foundation. Why? Because everything else is built upon that foundation. The walls, the roof, the windows, the doors. Well, take that analogy and apply it to the spiritual life that Jesus is trying to teach us here. That foundation is first and foremost our love for God. As long as that is our foundation and that's our first love, then all other loves that we have in this world blossom from that. Our love for our parents blossom from that foundation of our love from God. Our love for our children blossom from that foundation of our love for God. The things in this world, our work, our job, our hobbies, nature itself, our love for all those things blossom from the love that we have from God. See, this is what Jesus is getting at. Now, one last thing to think about. Jesus, now he even turns it up a few more notches. Jesus says, Whoever does not take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. I know we're feeling a little uneasy about this language, but notice, Jesus is not simply saying that we have to accept our suffering as it simply comes. Essentially, suck it up and take it. Well, that is like a stoic philosophy that holds to life being about setbacks and suffering, and when it comes, we simply have to accept it. See, that's not what Jesus is getting at here. When he says we have to take up our cross, it's not simply accept your own suffering as it comes, but be willing to take up the cross for others, suffering on behalf of others, being able to enter into the suffering of others so as to ease it ever so slightly. And that's the key, bearing the burdens of others. This is what Jesus is really saying. If we truly are his followers, his disciples, then we must be willing to bear the burden of others around us, to take up their cross and enter into their suffering. What's a sinner's vision of the good life? Well, it's all about me. I get what I want. I get other people to bear my burdens. 
But what is a disciple? What is a disciple of Jesus Christ's vision of the good life? What's our vision of the good life? We say, I want to take up my cross. That means consciously bearing the burden of others. That's our vision of the good life. See, when a disciple gets up in the morning, when we, since we are disciples, when we get up in the morning, the first thing that we should say, Lord, show me today how I can make lighter the burdens of others. I can help a lonely person bear their loneliness. I can help bear the burden of someone who maybe is financially strapped. I can help someone who is hungry and thirsty. See, that's the life of discipleship, willing to take up the cross and bear the burden for others. The life of discipleship, yes, it is full of demands. And yet, what's so interesting, within those demands, we find fulfillment, joy, and meaning in life. And may the grace and the peace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.